0: Welcome again, everyone, to another episode of There's Just Something About Kansas City. And this young lady who's sitting across from me, Kate McLiney, is an influencer in Kansas City. But more than that, she has done so much for this city with her own influence blog and everything you do, all your videos, all the stuff. It's just fascinating. And, and I know... My wife, Sarah, she is the one that set this whole thing up about there's just something about Kansas City. She said, Frank, you have to get some young people. here. (laughs) I'm going, you know what? I think you're right. I really do. So we reached out to her daughters, uh, the McInerney girls, Mm -hmm. and you went to school uh, at Scion Mm -hmm. uh, with all the McInerney girls. And I guess that's how we sort of got this. Here you are.
1: Yes. And Kansas City (laughs) has that small town feel sometimes where everybody knows the same people and you end up making connections you never would have expected. So yeah. I'm so happy to hear from them.
0: Okay, so you go to Scion, mm-hmm. and then you go to the University of Arkansas. Yep. Tell me what that experience was like for you so, down there.
1: I was so unsure. I thought I wanted to go so far from Kansas City, which at that time, I graduated in 2011 from high school. And at that time, Kansas City, it, you know, it may have been my age too, but it just wasn't what it is now. So I wanted to go as far as possible. So I think I applied to 12 schools, and none of them were reach <laughs> schools at all. They were like state schools across the country. So unfortunately, I got into all 12 which made the decision even harder but um, I had visited Arkansas kind of on a whim and I just kept comparing everything to Arkansas so it, it, I happened to visit in the fall during football season, oh, which helped. Of course. <laughs> you know, it, it was does, hard yeah. to compare anything else, but uh but it was fun. It was exactly what I was looking for And just the right distance away from Kansas City where, you know, if you need to get home you can, but you have that little bit of space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went and majored in economics and Spanish while I was there. So oh my god! Yeah, it was a it was a blast. I absolutely love it. And I love to go back to. It's one of my, my favorite cities, very closely behind Kansas City.
0: Yeah, of course well, yeah. I mean, of course you went to school there and yeah. you have a lot of great oh, bacteria. Yeah, I know. There. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: just never the same when you go back as an adult, you know, no. which is slightly uh, less fun, but still yeah. a beautiful place. Yeah,
0: right. And and for you that what was number 2 school? What was oh second? Oh my
1: gosh. I Do you I, remember? Fordham in New York was oh. one that was really high on my list and then University of San Diego, which again are very they're, they're both Catholic schools, which coming from a Catholic high school, sure they um I think we're very lenient on their, their entrance for other Catholic uh, <laughs> high school grads. Because, again, I thought those might be some stretch schools that I got sure. in. and um, But, again, it was just such a different environment. I had visited Fordham. And I love New York. It's a fun place to visit. But I'm, I'm glad that I didn't um, go yeah. that far. I just worry that I would not have made it back to Kansas City. Yeah. And, and now I just can't imagine my life not living here.
0: Fordham sits in that little oasis yes. in, the, Bro- in uh-huh. the Bronx, right? Yeah. Just, it's like surrounded by fences and yep. gates and everything yes. else which would have made me a little bit little nervous city. oh my gosh if my I'm dad your was mom so dad. nervous he was
1: he was i think trying to talk me into going just about anywhere else uh, they were excited to have new york to come visit but yes, they did not right. want me going. their daughter to going yep. to yeah
0: going someplace like <laughs> yes. that yes yeah because it is it's a tough spot oh yeah right there so campus is beautiful oh absolutely it is like the surrounding this surrounding area is not i know it's not 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 very pleasant <laughs> no. but you go to the university of arkansas economics and spanish mm-hmm. Your original thoughts as you're getting out of school and now you have to go be a real adult and find something to do. What were your thoughts?
1: Uh, Well, I graduated a semester early, which was...
0: Well, that's never a good idea.
1: No, it was a horrible (laughs) idea. Even at the time, I thought this is a horrible idea. Um, but all of my friends were still in school. So I was the first to really do the interview process and things like that. And I'm the oldest of my family. So, um, uh, the first in my family to go through that too. So it was just a totally new experience. Um, and I interviewed with Cerner, probably like everybody else from Kansas City or looking to move to Kansas City. And I just kind of thought that that was going to be my back burner. Mm-hmm. You know, Kansas City will always be there. I'll go back, back eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I ended up loving it and I came back to visit. They had me come in and do kind of this Almost see Kansas City from a tourist's perspective, mm-hmm. and I fell in love. We stayed downtown, and things had changed so much in just you know three years since I had lived there full time, and it was just uh, amazing. So I accepted that offer and started. I mean, I graduated December, started the first week of January, wow. and then I've been here ever since.
0: Wow! That's so the Cerner experience, then uh, you go through that entire thing, and then mm-hmm. what, what are your you know what are your thoughts as you're moving through with Cerner?
1: Yeah, I was traveling quite a bit, and that was. Um, you know, coming back to Kansas City and seeing that it was so different than it was when I left, it was hard to want to travel. In the, you know, the initial interview process, I thought this will be great. You know, I can still have my ties to Kansas City, but I'll be able to see everywhere else that I was interested in. Um, But the longer that I was away, I felt like I was just missing out on things happening here. So um, I quickly moved into a role in recruiting there, um, which is still what I do to this day. I ended up uh, recruiting there for a couple of years and then moving into agency recruiting. And uh, a few years ago, started my own uh, recruiting agency as well. So without Cerner and without moving back to Kansas City, I think I would have been on a total other trajectory than what I am now. And I just love what I do. So uh, it's just kind of amazing. I'm always fascinated by people's careers and how one decision, you know, kind of sparked this fire that brought them to what they do and what they love.
0: Right. And so your your site is local, mm-hmm, Yeah, LO.com. LO. KC.AL, which I think is just that's terrific use of, you know, Kansas City and exactly, okay, it's local, but where? Oh, it's right in the middle. Yep, oh my gosh, people always
1: will pronounce it the craziest ways, but once they see it, they can't really forget it, that it's local, uh, just with KC in the middle of it, yeah.
0: So how different, how much had Kansas City changed from the time you went to college to the time you got out four years later?
1: I mean, it was just crazy. It was, so from 2011 to 2015, give or take, was, I don't know, I wasn't here, so I wasn't watching it happen, but something just sparked in Kansas City, especially downtown, which was dead when I left. You know, it was open for business, but not anything that you would go to Mm -hmm. at night. Uh, I can't remember exactly when Power & Light was built, but I think that had a big impact on... Kansas City just as a destination and the surrounding areas too. But, right. I mean, it was night and day. I had grown up in Brookside, so I knew little pocket areas that I loved. But coming back, especially before all of my friends had moved back, I really challenged myself to try new places and, and explore areas that I'd never been before. So it's hard to say if those areas were as exciting as they were and I just was missing it because I was in my you know 18-year-old bubble yeah, or sure. uh, if they really exploded like I feel like they did over those four years, right?
0: And, and you sort of leave—I don't want to say as a child, right? But, uh, yes. but but you really leave as a child. You come back as an adult, or at least starting to get to that point. Some of us oh, yeah. don't get to adulthood until we're like fifty. I know. Okay, <laughs> but some get there in their twenties, mm-hmm. you know. So and for you to then start right away with Cerner, yeah, serious company, oh, yeah, doing serious business, and then going out and. Uh, find, finding your own own recruiting firm. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the recruiting firm and give a little shout yeah. out and the whole thing for that. Oh, absolutely! It's, it's called, sort of a boutique.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's a small recruiting firm. I will contract out uh, with different recruiters um, if if I have an influx of work. But we do primarily management, accounting, um, and construction. Some administrative too. Um, it's called Mac Industries. M A C for the skill sets that we recruit, but also for McClainy, my last name. But uh, we work with companies in Kansas City and really beyond a lot of our clients for whatever reason are in Florida and Oklahoma they're just two kind of hotbeds for construction right. lately so that's been a big push but really anything on the management side of construction is what we specialize in more than anything else uh, being headquartered in Kansas City I always take it as especially this time of year mailing out holiday gifts I like to spread Kansas City with people that don't live here so sure. our clients that are outside of Kansas City especially get you know a gift box full of all my favorite things from Kansas City and um, it's kind Of, like, Kansas City propaganda, but it is just my way of introducing (laughs) Kansas City to people who might not have a huge, you know, knowledge base of it or a different conception. Uh, And, you know, owning a a small local business here. just drives local even more because I want to help support other small businesses. However I can typically it's on the food or alcohol or um, event space on my, my Instagram page, but it is, it ties in in a, a way I never really expected them to tie in together.
0: You know, it, it's interesting. We've had Cliff Elligan here. Oh yeah. And of course he founded Cerner uh-huh. as they sat around the three of them, Neil Patterson, I know. and Paul Gorp, and they're sitting around a, a picnic bench in loose park, scribbling <laughs> on paper. And all of a sudden it's this, you know, seven, eight billion dollar right. industry, you know, with 50,000 uh, employees worldwide. But um, he he talked about the fact when they first started, they needed, you know, people here
1: mm-hmm. that
0: the ed, a lot of the colleges around here, they don't specialize in the kind of people mm-hmm. they needed to do all the computer work and all that sort of stuff that you find in Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and on the East Coast and Austin, Texas. So they had to go out and they had to, you know, recruit these people and bring them in here and show them what Kansas city was all about. And that's what you do now as far as he would have loved to have had. And you know, I probably learned it at Cerner, you know, just
1: thinking about the recruiting piece, that was a huge aspect where especially for the higher skill sets or, or the, the more seasoned people that we were recruiting, they're coming from places like that or, or maybe moving their entire family. So we have to show them all of the aspects of Kansas city that they would love and really tailor it to them Uh, But I've never put that connection together. I guarantee that is where I I even got this idea in the first place, was just to show people who are maybe in Kansas City but don't explore much or out-of-town people that might be visiting that there is so much more here than what you expect.
0: Yeah, right. And and the thing for you is then all of a sudden you set up uh, a situation where you're trying to recruit people to Kansas Mm -hmm. City, obviously. So. When was the progression of, and I know I'm not sure how long influencing has been around. It's probably been around a lot longer than this old guy knows. Around longer than than even I know. But when did you think about, you know, what this might be a way to help recruiting the people that I need to get in for my businesses and my clients Mm -hmm. to get them in here to Kansas City to really have a. A, a better thought of somebody from the East Coast. Right. Okay, I know from my friends because I'm an East Coast oh, guy. Yeah. Right? They go,
1: "Why, God's
0: name, are you <laughs> still in Kansas? You got you still have horses running around?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, "No, we don't. The streets are all paved. Right? You know, Newly every, paved, er, paved. Everything is fine. Okay, we do have some potholes, but right. it's okay. <laughs> uh, but they have such this." A misconception of oh, yeah. Kansas City until, like you said recently, when you got out of yeah. school, 2015, the Royals have just won the World Series. Oh yeah. Okay. Now Patrick Mahomes is going to come on the mm-hmm. scene shortly after that. Then you end up getting the draft here. the uh, The World Cup's coming oh, yeah. in 2026. It is just and now all of a sudden people are going, "Holy God!" I know. And especially the draft for me, my friends. Yeah. Back, back east are going. Oh, that city just looked fantastic right. that weekend. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I've been great. telling you for years yes, how great I it is. Yes, i am trying to tell you. I should have been a blogger. Yep, I yep. should have been an influencer yep. a long time ago. But you stole it from me. Yeah, I so I know. <laughs> um, so, so talk a little bit about that transition mm-hmm. and how that came about.
1: Yeah, Uh, When I first moved here, like I said, I was alone. I had some older friends that were back here, or, you know, obviously I'm from a big family, so I had people to Mm -hmm. see, but I felt like I just didn't know what was going on here. So originally it started off as uh, kind of a newsletter or events calendar, uh, and that was very, very short-lived. It was just going to be kind of a one-stop shop to see whatever might be going on, Um, but I realized there's quite a bit going on in Kansas City, so not very sustainable, Um, And it quickly morphed into more one-on-one interviews with small business owners or artists or whoever it was. Um, And then I would post a blog about that and kind of make an Instagram post associated with it. Instagram was always the secondary piece um, in the beginning. And, you know, I would go in waves where work would be busier and I'm kind of neglecting local or or work is slow and I can really, you know, do a ton of stuff with it. But um, really, uh, probably with COVID, I had to get very creative on how those, I mean, you can't go anywhere. So how posts looked and and how you can help promote small businesses, especially when so many were closing, um, but without really leaving your house. So um, the blog kind of took a backseat. Face-to-face interviews were not possible Out. at that mm-hmm. point. Um, and Instagram was really the place where people were spending, you know, For good or or bad, people were spending a ton of time just scrolling mindlessly uh, when they were stuck in their houses. So,
0: (laughs) because they were mindless. Oh my gosh, it really,
1: the things that I think about that I did during COVID I mean, I was baking bread from scratch and I don't think I've ever baked bread before or since. So, um, but anyway, I was doing things like uh, places to get takeout or places that are open for um, to go cocktails or whatever it was. And I think people were really looking for more of a, a visual, you know, where they're already looking for information, but a visual something that still seems fun instead of just news. Um, so then really that's probably the shift when it, you know, the blog is kind of a backseat now. That's mm-hmm. just something if I have a lot to say on a topic or an interview or or anything like that, I'll write a blog post about it. But um, typically I'll just make an Instagram reel with all of the Im- information and that's where people – are getting most of it anyway. TikTok feels like the Wild West for me. I'm trying to post more on there, but that is just a whole nother world. So it's mostly Instagram posts from this point. Yeah, right. World. And
0: I think TikTok has a bad rep anyway yep. because oh, yeah. of you know, where it's developed. China yeah. is not on the top of our list of friends. So I think TikTok takes a beating there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Insta is where it's at. I said Insta. I love it. I said Insta. (laughs) Uh, But I think that is where it's at. And I've seen so many of your Mm posts on Insta. Where did you learn how? How did how was the process of shooting? Oh, yeah. and editing. How did that go for it you? It has as been you
1: a, a huge learning curve. <laughs> it used to just be photos on Instagram. You know, it was just pictures, and even that was a learning curve to figure out how to take a good picture at all, sure. Uh, but then when Reels became the thing, all of a sudden, you have to become your own videographer, and edit in the app, and do all these things you've never done before, uh, and I had no training whatsoever in that, so if you scroll back far enough, you will see some some of my first videos that are just, I mean, they're tragic. They're very hard to watch, <laughs> but uh, it's just been a learning process, and you know, Kansas City has such a great community of people that do this, who create content for businesses, or who are influencers, or whatever it may be. Uh, that are willing to share, you know, inside scoop Mm -hmm. or resources or whatever it might be that that they've learned through trial and error. Um, I I took my aunt recently to an event with a lot of influencers there. And afterwards, all she kept saying is these people are so nice. I expected everyone to be so petty and mean. Yeah, right. Or 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 competitive. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's probably the Kansas City thing where people here are just nicer. Uh, But it's so nice to have those resources too. So a lot of it has just been trial and error and learning as I go. Um, but also it's nice to have some, some resources to fall back on if I have anything crazy. And, and Instagram's been known for, for doing crazy things and, and just kind of making the app work in ways that you don't expect. So it's nice to have people, but it's also definitely been just trial and error. I'm sure one day there will be a course in school you can take oh, to I'm learn sure, all of this. Oh, I'm surprised it is. isn't there now. Yeah, there probably already is, but, you know, when I went to school 10 years ago, that just was not the case.
0: Oh, so Okay, so when you first started it, was it – A lot of food, restaurants, Mm -hmm. bars, pop-ups, all these things that are going, was that it?
1: Yeah, and you know, I heard somebody say years ago that Kansas City doesn't have the beach or mountains, but they have food. And so uh, that has just stuck in my head since. I cannot remember who said it. I wish I could. I would call them and thank Mm -hmm. them for giving me that line. But uh, I think it's really true. I mean, the things that we have opening up most often are restaurants or new bar concepts or really whatever it might be in the food space. Um, and sometimes there are events that go along with that, especially pop-up bars. That has been the thing over the last year or so. So sometimes it's event-based. Sometimes it's restaurant or bar-based. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, really anything that Kansas Cityans might be interested in across the board.
0: Yeah. So do you uh, – how do you – do you just go, I don't – I can't imagine you being anywhere, number one, without your right. phone. No I mean, one right. is. Okay. But you – doing video oh, yeah. wherever you go oh yeah and whatever you do you always have it right there it's almost like a professional photographer right he's never without right. his camera and his lens and now i guess a lot of professional photographers do it on their phones which is
1: just hard to believe but, but yes
0: which is uh, which is crazy but they just you just turn around and it's you're always mm-hmm. it seems to me like you're always thinking you're out right there okay How can I turn this into an Insta? Which,
1: you know, sometimes I I joke that, like, if I don't have to take pictures or videos of anything, it feels like such a a break. Like, I am off the clock. I get to just enjoy my meal and not have to worry about it. But, um, you know, realistically, it is – if I'm going somewhere, it's because I love the place. And it's almost always local or at least somewhat local. Um, So – if i can do anything to help promote it whether mm-hmm. that's you know something as big as as making that whole you know full production instagram reel or just a few stories i always want to do it so if it's a place i love you know, I'm happy to grab a couple pictures, but I do try to have a balancing act. If I'm there, if the restaurants ask me to come take videos of their new menu, I'm going to record the basically entire thing. But if it's just a place that I'm having, you know, a morning cup of coffee or whatever it is, I'll just take a couple pictures just because I love the place. Mm-hmm. And then I can put it away and focus on whatever it is that I was wanting to do there.
0: Okay, so an influencer to be influenced. Mm-hmm. I know there there's a there's a there's probably oh, a, yeah. a line to walk there. You know, you got to Okay, like you said, somebody they see you do a, you know, an Insta on a certain restaurant. It might be I know you love the Taco Trail and oh yeah, you know we'll we'll talk about a lot of this other stuff. But maybe you do a taco place, you do a barbecue place. Oh mm-hmm. God, watch out! I know. And then you know, you do all these things, and then you come out and you come back with a view. and say it's a great place to mm-hmm. come and go. And then how many do you have fire back at you? Well, oh yeah. Why haven't you you haven't been here yet? <laughs> yeah. Do you get a oh, lot all of blowback? The time.
1: Either people are upset because I didn't pick their favorite place, or they're upset because they didn't like this place that much, or whatever it is. I mean, they could be just upset the way my voice sounds. They are not shy about telling me what they don't like, <laughs> which I have very thick skin, so it's never going to bother me. Right. Uh, but it's just you know I always think about these people sitting at home on their couch typing these nasty things, and you know it makes me feel bad for them, and then that really you know takes the pressure off of me. Like sure. your life is is quite different from mine. If you're sitting there and you have all this time to just sit there and write nasty things right. to people, but um, somebody
0: living in somebody's basement. Yeah,
1: oh yeah. That's how I picture them. <laughs> and you know, that might not be true. It could be normal people, but I like to picture them like that. But, uh, but no, for the most part, it is all constructive, especially with Kansas city. I get the vast majority of comments are are positive. Um, if they're saying, but this can't be your favorite barbecue place. You haven't tried X, Y, and Z. You know, a lot of times it is just a suggestion. Go out and try it and, sure. and you because know Because you enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And um, you know, it is barbecue especially is very polarizing for people. <laughs> Nobody's gonna have the same answer as anybody else. So um with posts like that, I just have to know that there's going to be some controversy. But if all the controversy I get is, "Hey, this barbecue place is better," then it's fine with me. Well,
0: here, here's the way I always look at it, okay? And I've been, you know, emailed many of. Oh, I'm sure. When I was on TV <laughs> about many things I've oh, said, yeah. but the, but the deal is, if if they're commenting on, it, they've watched. Mm-hmm. It, oh yeah, that's okay. What I was that's the like, like, you way know, I look at You watched it, and if, if you they continue. It- <laughs> And oh, the yeah. next thing, then the Been same person, yep. yeah, that you know they are, they oh, are yeah. checking you out.
1: Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's you know it's one of those things. If if that's the highlight of their day is commenting something, you know what? So be it. Yeah, I, I miss a lot of the comments anyway, especially if it's a post that you know some of them. It, it's hard to predict what will go viral or what will really, you know, uh, resonate with people. And some of them, the comments just get so out of hand, I, I don't even see them anymore. So right. uh, a lot of times I'll have people fighting amongst themselves in my comments. Like de- so one team will be defending me and the other will be saying whatever. And I just let them work it out and yeah, I, right. I go about my business.
0: So when you first started, mm-hmm. how did you see this grow? How did you see your Instagram following grow Yeah, that, from I mean, the that's, original spot?
1: That's a great question. I had no idea. I mean, when I first started – influencers were a thing but it was like Kim Kardashian level it would be oh, basically yeah. celebrities who had Have an Instagram 12 platform. million followers yes exactly so uh it just wasn't the everyday person becoming you know any type of of influencer so uh, it was just uncharted waters for me and and for a few other people that started it around that time too um and I mean I was just happy if if I got to go into a restaurant and um, introduce myself and, and meet the owner uh, unofficially, just so I could write about it on my blog and and just have something to say. But um, I had no idea that it would go in in the the trajectory that it has. And I will say, for the first, I've probably been doing it about five years. For the first three years, it was you know just slow, um, you know, steady increase in followers. But like I said, since I started doing Instagram Reels and those videos, mm-hmm. it has just you know blown up. I think. Last time I checked, it's over 40,000. I can't remember the yeah, exact 40, number. Yeah, over it's just, 41. I think we yeah, just checked this morning. It is just crazy <laughs> how it has done. I mean, really, over the last year, it has just exploded, which is very fun. Um, but, you know, it, it also opens me up to even more people that have a lot to say, uh, whether that's good or bad. Yeah, but, again, right. it's kind of a, uh, like you said earlier. If they're writing me about it, then they're watching it. and, and Yeah, I don't
0: care. Okay, so I know you do a lot of bars, restaurants, yeah. pop up bars, and all that around the food. Yeah, like you said, we mm-hmm. don't have mountains, we don't have beach. Yep, we do have <laughs> great restaurants. Do you? How much do you do on um, places like mm-hmm. Union Station, yeah. or the World War One Museum, or the Miniature Museum, or you know? Uh, Nelson Atkins or, you know, right. And I love to do places. I feel like usually Mm -hmm.
1: when I do a place, I'll kind of make a um, like a pseudo itinerary around it. So um, for Union Station, I'll say go here in the morning, grab a cup of coffee at Parisi and then go have lunch somewhere nearby and, and kind of make the video about more than just Union Station. Um, I found that if I, I love the history of places, but not everybody does, you right. know, some people couldn't care less. So if I'm spending too much time talking about the history, people, you know, tune out. You so, lose them, especially
0: yeah. your followers oh, are yeah. looking for a certain thing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah.
1: So um, especially this time of year, people have family in town and they want to fill an entire day with them. So to come up with, you know, a, a, an itinerary of what I would do to show not only great restaurants and bars, but also some of Kansas City's historic places, um, it, it, that typically goes over better. But I have definitely done features on just places and sure. like I said I love to to visit the World War 1 museum and the miniature museum and Nelson and and really everything that we have I just think it's nobody really knows that Kansas City is going to have this amazing art scene or or the history right. until they go experience it for themselves so uh on my list in 2024 is to just bite the bullet and make some more historical based content on places like Union Station sure. specifically and um you know, just kind of, if people are interested, great. If not, they can wait for the next video that's about the restaurant that they should try next And, and
0: then you also are tying in, you know, you could go, if you're Union yeah. States, you Union Station, go to Pierponts yeah, exactly. or whatever and just do a whole thing. Oh, yeah. And it, Spend there's a There's food Union and drink Station. there yep, as well. It's easy yeah. to do.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and tons of activities there, especially if you have kids. And yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just, it to make an entire day of it, people find that a little bit more appetizing than just, here's the history of Union Station. You know, I might think it's fascinating. But. Right.
0: Okay, so do you remember the first Instagram you ever did on a restaurant?
1: Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. Um, No, I don't. But now I want to go look it up. It would have been at the time I was living kind of in the South Plaza area, right by the Peanut on Main. Uh, So it would have probably been somewhere around there. Like I said, I even to this day typically just take pictures of where I'm already going. Mm -hmm. But no, now I am so curious what my first post was. Oh, you know what? I do remember. It was Happy Gillis in Columbus Park. Uh, the day I oh, decided gosh. to launch the um, the blog and Instagram was my birthday that year. So uh, it was kind of a part birthday, part um, blog celebration. Yeah. But gosh, I haven't thought about that in years. There but you are. Yes, How Happy about Gillis. That? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and do you, you know, to ask you what your favorite anything is would, I don't know if that create yeah. tremendous you know, backlash oh, yeah. or whatever, but just to try for you to, you know, like we were talking about, your favorite barbecue oh, place yeah. or your favorite taco place or your favorite Italian restaurant or your favorite you know Thai restaurant mm-hmm. or whatever, how, how difficult is that for you to maneuver? Because every year it could change. Oh, yeah,
1: and it is difficult. I mean, yeah. me with favorites across the board, I might say 10 things are my favorite in the same category, just kind of depending on the moment. Um, so I try to... Associate it with this is my favorite right now when you asked me this is what I think of as my favorite but uh, people I'm sure remember that I said one thing last year and a new thing this year and and want to know why but uh, but really it's it's there are so many great places in Kansas City there is no way to pick a clear winner in any category so it truly is you know I think especially with food based on where you live where you're Mm -hmm. going the most what becomes your favorite and um, and with everything being as high quality as it is there's really not a bad answer in the bunch especially with barbecue i mean i have my favorites but i, I say favorites with an s because yeah, there sure. are a few different ones that depending well, on somebody what has
0: doing, you know good to burn-ins yeah somebody has pulled pork oh, somebody yeah. has beans yeah somebody has mac and cheese i know if
1: only you could take a little bit from them all <laughs> and the kind mall, of make yeah. your own
0: I, I think people do too sometimes so, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that but as far as you know as far as that is concerned. I saw recently you did the behind the bar. Oh yeah! Okay. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. Which is a lot of fun. I saw that. If you know, go to behind the bar and you'll check it out with uh, with Kate Maglini, uh here and um, McLiney here, and uh, just that was great. They they made you cocktail right oh, away, yeah. you know, and you just started in, and it, oh, it yeah. was great. But like the back and forth at, at that time, I think it was uh, there was a lot of Strawberry Hill in there. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you do you, is that? That's where the area, I live. I live in live Strawberry Hill, now? so okay, that so, is yeah.
1: why. Uh, those are always my favorites, is, is anything in Strawberry Hill. Um, my grandpa grew up there, and he actually met my grandma while he was bartending at Easy Inn, which is a bar. Yeah, it's still um, there, yep, correct? Yeah, it's still yeah. there. Mm-hmm. It closed for a little bit in the middle, and uh, when they reopened, they named it um, Colonial Club, and I brought my grandparents in, and they were just talking about how they met there, and they said it used oh, to be that's... called Easy Inn because the owner's initials were E-S-Y, so it was E-S-Y-N, um, and then the the owners changed the name to Pay tribute to uh, my grandparents and also to the Bar of the Past. They just mm-hmm. had no idea that that's what it was called. So uh, I've been there before the transition and since. And gosh, I just love saying that I'm at Easy in the same way that my grandparents were. Okay. Uh, it's, but it's a blast. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Because
0: I don't think people think about Strawberry Hill. No. Yeah, you know, I just uh, yeah. people.
1: It's a hidden gem. It definitely <clears throat> is. And they have, I mean, truly almost a bar on every street corner. They're all dive bars. They all have a little bit different (laughs) uh, atmosphere or what they're known for. But uh, you can make, and and I know some people do, kind of their own Strawberry Hill bar crawl, and they'll pop around to all these different places. And um, they have an official one every year that raises money for the neighborhood. But uh, it's just such a fun fun place. Great food. You know, like I said, a lot of dive bars, so a lot of dive bar food. But it's just, uh, I love that type of environment. So it's a a great place for me to live.
0: Yeah, how many other hidden gems can you think of around town that a lot of people don't know about, but uh, maybe somebody told you and all of a sudden, okay, I'll go try it because oh, yeah. you're on Instagram and mm-hmm. it's what you do. Oh, yeah. But what yeah, are some of the other Yeah, people do reach out
1: quite a bit. Um, I love Pendleton Heights, kind of in the same vein as Strawberry <clears throat> Hill where it's very historic, but um, it's kind of fallen into disrepair and now – New people are moving in, and um, you know, that comes with pros and cons, but it's bringing some businesses to the area too. So, PH Coffee is one of my favorites in Pendleton Heights. I think it is a hidden gem. They have fun events, their coffee is great, they have great breakfast food. It's uh, a great place if you work from home to go work there. It's one of my favorite places to do that. But um, I feel like Strawberry Hill itself is always my what I revert to. I try to get outside of, of Strawberry Hill as much as possible. Um, just to you know, give people some variety in my content. I don't want them to to think that this is just a Strawberry Hill account. But uh, I also love um, Armor Road in North Kansas City. I think that's a very fun place to just pop around to a bunch of different places. And anywhere I can make a day of it, I can kind of justify getting out of my bubble and going to try five places at once. And you know, I'm. I always have five places in mind, and maybe the first or second one, I'm having a blast, so I never make it to the others, but <laughs> it's a good way to to get back to that neighborhood too. But um, I would say lately, I'm spending quite a bit of time in uh, North Kansas City on that Armour Road, mm-hmm. and uh, Pendleton Heights, that, that PH coffee shop, I this is busy time of year for work, so I feel like... All of my spots have to be somewhat dual purpose where I'm going to explore, but also I need to bring my my laptop and get some work done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You have to yeah, you have to have your cell phone going the oh, whole yeah. time and doing the, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um and so you grew up on Brookside. Mm-hmm. So Brookside and Waldo oh, obviously yeah. I don't think they're really hidden gems no. because they've been on the radar forever, but they they have they have morphed oh, yeah. as well. You know, they have mm-hmm. made a big circle and come around in or are back on the top of a lot of people's list. Today, yeah. Right?
1: Oh, yeah. And, and Brookside is is one of my favorite neighborhoods too. I mean, I'm biased because that's where I grew up. We were walking to the Brookside shops as kids. It was just such a, a perfect place to grow up. And I think even now, uh, with all these changes, they've still kept the foundation of what makes Brookside so mm-hmm. great. Um, so yeah, I love those shops too. There's there you could spend an entire day exploring Brookside and still need some more time. It's just such a a great spot full of, like you said, not necessarily hidden gems. Hidden gems if you you know live in Johnson County and don't necessarily make it to that side often. Right. But uh, but I think the secret's out about Brookside. It's probably been out for a while. But uh, but gosh, I just love it there.
0: What is your favorite food?
1: Type of food or or type? Um, gosh. <clears throat> I would say my favorite type of food is probably sushi or Thai food, some type of of Asian cuisine. Um, but again, that's probably just today. Tomorrow you could ask, and it would probably be barbecue, <laughs> and the next day it would be burgers. It just kind of depends on, on what mood I'm in. But right now it has been any type of sushi or poke bowls or, or Thai food.
0: Yeah. What about cocktail?
1: Oh, my gosh. I love anything typically vodka-based. I love a Tom Collins, a vodka Collins. I like to replace the gin with, with vodka. But um, – Really, I feel like lately, and it's probably coming as I'm getting older. I go out and I'm exhausted, so espresso martinis have been kind of a necessity for me now. I like them, oh, but also I need and a little yang kick. There. <laughs> I know it's when I realize, you know, I kind of want. To, I'm falling asleep in the chair. I should order something that makes me a little livelier. Uh, so I feel like, but it, still has alcohol. In yes, it. yes, exactly. Uh, I'm right. not, you know, I'm not ready to to quit drinking just yet. Yes, but, uh, and then. Beer is always my favorite, so I feel like if it's you know I'll have a few vodka Collins throughout the the week, or if I'm going out and doing stuff. But for the most part, I'm always going to revert back to to some type of beer, usually Boulevard. But mm-hmm. I love Casual Animal in the Crossroads, and really that whole area. There are so many great breweries making actually great beer. Beer, yeah. And you know I feel like in the past you kind of sacrifice the quality of beer because you're at the brewery environment and it's a small brewery and, and you like the the environment, but not necessarily the product. And we're so lucky that Kansas City is not that way at all. The beer is great. And um, for somebody like me that wants to sit and try a bunch of them, I love the flights that they offer. I feel like you can really get the most bang for your buck. You're not sitting there trying, you know, six full pours. You yeah, can just, absolutely. You can yeah. try them and, and move on to the next one and do the same there.
0: Yeah, either that or I love when they give you the little, oh my little gosh, sample cup too, yep. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, I know. That's perfect.
1: To try yeah. it before you commit to the whole thing. Yes, class.
0: absolutely. Even the flight sometimes mm-hmm. for me. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a little bit older. <laughs> so it just, you know, I don't want I don't want oh, yeah. the hit effect on I it agree. Much, sometimes so it just yeah.
1: depends on the mood. You know, if you're ready to go out all night, a flight is great, but if you're just out and you just want a, a one beer, you know, a flight could be a little much, too.
0: Yeah, right. And it's interesting because now we also have the alcohol. We have, you know, we had Andy Rieger in mm-hmm. and with Jay Rieger and them bringing back their whiskeys and bourbons and ryes and everything that they do. Another His place is another oh gosh, great place to you go know, right next to Knuckleheads. I know.
1: That is probably my favorite. That place is awesome. It, the co- combination of the two is so great. To have a show you're going to at Knuckleheads and to be able to go to Rieger and grab a few drinks before is just, I mean, especially in the summer. It's just the perfect summer night. Uh, and I also think it really impresses people who are not either from Kansas City or, you know, might not get out of their right. little bubble often to see what Kansas City actually has to offer all these different pocket neighborhoods. But uh, but having Jay Rieger there is just so amazing, yeah. especially when you tie it in with the show at Knuckleheads, which yeah. is just such a fun place. I love Knuckleheads. It's been too long since I've been to a show there, but it's always a blast.
0: Yeah. And I love when a train rolls. Through. Oh,
1: yeah. Yep. <laughs> <The train comes laughs> yep.
0: Right? You have to wait yep. to get from Knuckleheads to Rieger, Rieger oh, to Knuckleheads yeah. because the train. And
1: sometimes it'll just stop. I've seen people cross when the, the train stops on the tracks and people are are just dying to get to one or the other so they yeah. just cross over themselves
0: yeah it's crazy okay the other thing is that is developing here in Kansas mm-hmm. City which is way new since I've been here for a long period of time but you know Boulevard came on the okay. scene and started doing beer and then other people started doing it, and then Riler with the thing for me is wine Oh yeah wine has absolutely exploded you know, oh, we yeah we live right across the street out in um, right across the street from Borgmont Winery which oh, is on nice. 199th in Quivira. yeah it's right there. Okay, but Amazing. there are so many on both sides of oh my state gosh, line. there really are. Just it's been incredible. Have you? Is wine a thing for oh, you? Oh yeah, or? I
1: love wine. I just feel like I usually drink it at home, um, just because you know Strawberry Hill is is pretty central to Kansas City, and I feel like a lot of the wineries are more. I mean, of course, you need area. And yeah, you space need land to, to mm-hmm. grow. You know, have vineyards, but uh, so I feel like that's something that I have in the past made a priority to go, but it's been a while. We have um Amagoni, which is the urban winery yes, right, in West Bottom. In, yes, in a West Bottom. Which right. I love. I've and, been there several yeah. times. And yeah. it's just a fun spot and being as close as it is to me, it's just a great yeah. um, I forget, stretch, that winery. I forget itch. who
0: the who the owner is.
1: You know I can't remember I, I can't I remember but heard. I
0: remember uh Sarah and I went in there one time and we went in, we sat down and he recognized me from oh, being right, on TV yeah. and he came over, and gave us a tour of the whole oh place. My gosh, it was that's just amazing. It was I mean he was just yeah. he was so friend I mean it's typical Kansas City. It really is. He like he ended up being your best friend. Oh, when, yeah. when it was all over. Yeah, so takes ten great, minutes so. and you're somebody's best yes, friend. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but I loved him ago. Yeah, yeah it was, great. It was yeah. so
1: great. I, and it, again, it's been too long since I've been there too. It's um, wineries. I feel like it. You don't expect much out of them in this area, and then you go to one and you're just blown away. You're like, yes. I. You're thinking of the the Missouri wine of years past. It's that too is just sweet. Not the same. Yes, right. it's too sweet. Right. And you know, yeah. some people that's what they like. I think there's a uh, that St. James. Uh, winery in in middle of Missouri right. makes a lot of money on the very sweet wines, but yes, right. I think people in Kansas City, especially with cocktails changing and becoming a little bit more elevated, people's taste have changed and become more elevated, and uh, wine is one of those things that. Throughout history, people have always liked good wine, so I don't think many people needed to change on that. But there was kind of a gap in the market where, where you could get Missouri wine, but it wasn't going to be something that you liked, or you could you know, order it from somewhere else. So seeing these new wineries pop up has just been so great. And yeah. I say new. I mean, over the last 10 years or so. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. It's just been a, they're a fun addition.
0: Yeah, they're more now down the California model. Right. You know, yeah. Napa Valley and Sonoma, yeah. which is sort of going down right. a little bit, and you get places like Oregon and Washington right. and for climates further north that are now burgeoning as far as right. wine is concerned. So it's it's just crazy. So Missouri and Kansas are both more right. north, okay? And so you just it's just the season has just become better right?
1: Yeah, here. So absolutely. It's crazy, and it's yeah. it's nice to have good wine that's local. Yes. It's just a yeah, right. uh, a breath of fresh air.
0: All right, let me ask you another question. This phenomenon called pop-up bars. When oh, I yep. <laughs> when I first heard of pop-ups of any kind, whether oh, yeah. it's a boutique or a pop-up bar I keep thinking it's somebody, they find a little vacant lot mm-hmm. next to a gas station, <laughs> and they throw up a pop-up bar or something, right. and they start serving drinks. Right. Obviously, it's way more sophisticated. Right. But that. but
1: I'm sure there have been pop-ups like that, too, that are in some you know makeshift space. But Kansas City has just kind of made an art of it. I feel like, especially throughout the holiday season, if your bar does not have a pop-up, you're probably worried that you can't compete with another one. Right. So um, its it's been really fun, especially spaces that are a little bit different to add that feature. Uh, we just went to a pop-up at Faulkner Ranch. Jolly is what it's called. It's a Christmas pop-up, and you know they don't usually have a bar at all. So it was such a fun way for them to – it's almost like a cowboy Christmas while you're there. Sure. They have tons of Western yes. elements, yeah. and uh, the drinks are great and fun, and then you still get to go – You know they have the petting zoo there so they have the animals (laughs) that you can go visit it's just kind of a unique pop-up experience but it's fun to see these spaces embrace the bar side of things and and people love it if they know they can only go to the bar at Faulkner Ranch for a month they're going to make reservations and they'll be there yeah
0: so and and the other thing about pop-up bars is interesting some people will say boutiques Mm -hmm. or clothing stores or you know smaller oh right clothing stores or retail spaces like that smartest thing in the world
1: mm-hmm. is oh, to put absolutely. a pop-up bar. oh yeah
0: because they come in here's a drink yep
1: and now you they're know? wanting to and, buy everything and now
0: where's all my stuff <laughs> yes, over yes let's it's, go it's genius let's go. i know it is It's yeah. really great yeah. and
1: it's fun you know it's it's combining things that people love. You know, they want to come see whatever it is that your business already does, but this provides a little bit of pressure. Like, we're going to only have this bar side of things for uh, a certain certain amount of time. It could be a
0: grand reopening. It could be a five-year anniversary of the place. Whatever it is. It's not just a holiday thing.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like now it's happening year-round. I do think that might have been – You know, born from COVID too, I think people started to get creative about what they could do with a smaller space and with those limitations of how many people could be inside a space at any given time, a pop-up allowed them to open with some parameters where, you know, they can only sell however many tickets to be within the the legislation or, or, you know, the, the, the rules of, of Kansas city. And, um, I think people just loved it probably more than what anyone expected. I I had no idea that this was going to be a thing that, that Kansas city had. And, uh, and it's been fun. It's fun to, to visit them all and, uh, and to just see how creative people are in turning one space into another.
0: Well, you've, you've been a gem Mm -hmm. for me here in this, (laughs) this podcast, obviously there's just something about Kansas city. What is it for you I think you've given us (laughs) 40, 40, minutes of exactly what it is about Kansas City, but what is it about this city for you brought you back from somebody who could have gone out and gone to work anywhere else after you graduated from college, came back home and saw the light that this place really is special. What is it for you?
1: You know, my family is here, so that's always my default. That they, I always knew that I would end up here eventually, but I just thought it would be much later. Um, I think coming back to Kansas City, you do, and we talked about it earlier, but you get that small town feel with the the big city where you have concerts that you want to see coming here and, and events and great bars and restaurants, but you feel like you're just one or two people away from meeting whoever you want. You know, everybody knows everybody in a good way here. It's not, uh, you know, it's a little less invasive than small towns might be in that way. But to have that community feel, and like we talked about, you can meet somebody in 10 minutes later, they're your best friend, because people here are so warm and open. uh, But without sacrificing the the amazing parts of a big city that we have too. I just think there are very few places that I've been or, or that I've heard about that have that perfect blend of of small town camaraderie with the big city uh, elements too. And, and Kansas City really hits that nail on the head.
0: Well, Kate McElhaney, I can't thank you enough for coming in. Yes, it's at LO.KC.AL. Mm-hmm. That's at LO.KC.AL. She is an influencer. You can tell from her enthusiasm, uh, about this city and about the places that that she just loves, and this has been this has been fantastic. Yes, thank, thank you. It's been great. Thanks for um, yeah, letting me retouch my youth yes. again. Okay, a little bit. Okay, <laughs> I'm happy to, okay. Thank bring Thank you for calling me, me, me back young. from my you know just keeping me young. Yes. Thanks so much. Oh, well, thank you for yeah, having you me. Bet. It's been great. Thanks,
1: Kate.